We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Uh We're taking you till 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, I said this yesterday that I thought the Saints, uh, and even the week before, that I thought the Saints interest had really turned sharply toward Derek Carr, trying to get him. Uh, we had a caller, or a texter asked about it. I said it before the 6 o'clock hour. And Ian Rappaport now with the NFL Network is reporting this, that the Saints have invited quarterback Derek Carr for a visit, and the Raiders have granted permission for that to happen. The plan is for a visit tomorrow, meaning Wednesday, Carr, who has a no-trade clause, is doing his due diligence, and he also reports no trade is imminent. But this is sort of what I've spoke about now maybe for the last week, that more and more I hear it that the Saints have zeroed in on Derek Carr, and now they're trying to position himself to make sure that they get Derek Carr. Okay, uh, money's always involved. Uh, You're dealing with the salary cap. And also him waiving that no-trade clause. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would just ask the Hoodat Nation, because uh, what it might take to sign Derek Carr, supply and demand, uh, do you think, like, Derek Carr is $15 million or 15 to $17 million more relevant or uh, a better player than Andy Dalton? So I'm just saying, I don't know what Andy Dalton and his agent were they asking for. I know it was a great bargain what the Saints were paying him for this past season. So let's just say in theory that Andy Dalton won $15 million. So you know Derek Carr, uh, where he's at, is twice as much. And then it could even be more than that. Could uh, even th- be pushing three no, times no, as no, much. No, the reason why I say that, uh, you look at the Raiders' whole cars rights. And a trade to acquire Carr right now, that's why why would you trade for him, would mean acquiring his three-year, $121.5 million extension. It's, it's, 40, it's about $40 million guaranteed. So if you trade for him right now, you're guaranteeing him $40 million. That's in his contract. And you can so, rework the, the lettering yeah, of that, yeah. but that guarantee is no, going to no, stay. No. And, 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 um, and Derek Carr and his people, they ain't giving up that guarantee. There's no way you're not I smart as an individual. And you might say, well, Derek Carr is a lot younger than Andy Dalton. Well, no, he's not. When you look at this season coming up, uh, Derek Carr is going to be 32. Andy Dalton's going to be 35. When the season starts. Because I think Andy turns 36 in yeah, October. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah. Uh, so, but when the season starts, it's So it's when you look at it, it's not like uh, uh, you would think maybe that uh, uh, Derek Carr is 25, 26. Now, uh when you look at it, Mike, and, and that's why when you look at Atlanta, uh, and Lamar Jackson, now he's young. He's a young quarterback. Now he's a young quarterback. So when you look at now he plays different than Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is basically 32 years of age, and he don't uh, 35 to start the season. Now, when you look at this, this is not an opinion. This is actually what's happened. I read this last night. We had the Silver Slipper doing the second guess. 
Because the same thing got brought up about Mike, who you think is going to be the quiet. And I said Derek Carr. I, okay. said, I said it the week before. Okay, and I told Mike this. It, it, it's like almost they're looking in the mirror at one another. In nine NFL seasons, it's not an opinion. You look at Andy Dalton, and he's, he's like basically three years older than Derek Carr. In nine NFL seasons, and then you look at Andy Dalton. Nine NFL seasons, his career numbers, uh, 64.5 completion percentage. Okay, Andy Dalton's first nine years, uh, 62%. Well, I guess 64.5, I give the nod, obviously, to Derek Carr. You look at uh, how many games they've played. Okay, uh, Derek Carr, uh, 248 uh, uh, like uh, 248 yards uh, per game average. So how many uh, per game? Well, uh, Andy Dalton's 238 yards per game. So when you say that's a wash, I mean, it's basically the same considering a nine season, 248, 238. And then you look at like total touchdowns versus interceptions. Derek Carr has thrown 217 touchdowns uh, to 99 interceptions. Andy Dalton has thrown uh, 204 touchdowns to 118 interceptions. So not exactly like 50-50, but it's very similar. But again, is it worth 15 to $17 million more considering where we are in the negative aspect of the cap? I think you're fixing to find out real soon. Uh, of the cap? <laughs> could that uh, I just don't think, if you look at that money, and general managers and all the money people do look at this, Derek Carr is not that much better million a year more than Andy Dalton when you look at basically what they've done their first nine years of their career. Bob, I'm telling you, it's, uh, I think this is something that is closing in fast. And the fact that Rappaport now is reporting right, this, right. that he's coming in for a visit tomorrow. They get those so, rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's come coming on. to visit that, the That is directly from people involved with this because the NFL Network's going to get it before anyone else. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart. Well, 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 wait, before we go to the line, Mike, okay, I want last thing I want, I said this last night, and I said, I'm going to say it again, and you, and you know this, and all who that nation, all the fans. Okay, what have you done for me lately? If you were in the Dome and watching the Raiders and the Saints and you looked at Derek Carr, the Raiders didn't freaking score a point. Then we win 24-0. to I mean, like, let's say Derek Carr would have kicked ass uh, against the Saints and then unbelievable. Oh, I like that, the way Derek Carr – because I'm a Derek Carr fan because there's not enough quarterbacks going around. So you might say, hey, Bear, I don't know if he's worth $30 million. That's the market. Right now, if you could just be a starter – I'm not talking about like uh, 40, 50 million, whatever it might. But if you're just a starter, it's like 25, 30 million. Daniel Jones, and it's being reported. He's going to make over 30 million. He's, he's asking for $32 million. Daniel Jones, exactly. We're talking about Daniel Jones here. Uh, let's right. take Ron yeah, in Mandeville. Yeah. Ron, uh, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, guys, what's going on? All right, brother. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. I do not think we should sign Derek Carr. I think that he is a little bit better, but not like fifteen to twenty yeah. million dollars better. Yeah, right now, and I think I think what it is, it's a very expensive band aid for a short term problem. I think it's like a, a like a five million dollar solution. That's for a like good a point. Dollar problem. That's a because good point. What I want to say is this: is that you're right. He's thirty two. We might keep him for like. Four years, I think we're definitely going to go after our quarterback in the draft. And the thing is, what we really need to do is trade one of two players to get more draft picks so we can build around this new quarterback that we get. I think the two players we have that we can get more draft picks for are either Taysom Hill or Alvin Kamara, and I'm leaning more towards Alvin Kamara. 
that's what I think we should do. I do not think but we you're not going to get full value, Ron. That's that's to me is man. We'll it's do. like buying we'll a, or selling stock. I, I don't want to well, you know buy stock at its highest, and I don't want to sell it at its lowest. Well, well it, you, it, you got so much uncertainty well, with Alvin if at Alvin this point. If Alvin Kamara was not going to be suspended, that that would be a different topic. Mike, if he's not going to be suspended like it's six, a, eight it's games. It's a so. totally different yeah. situation. But come on, you you don't want to sell it now. It's probably the the lowest amount you could get for Kamara through his entire career. Why would why would you want to bail out now? Well, now well, the thing is, if, if he wasn't, well, well, but, right, but, but, but Ron, if he wasn't suspended, then I would say yeah, that, that a lot of teams because they look just look what Christian McCaffrey. In the future is going to mean to the 49ers when he left Carolina. I, I, I agree with that, but Christian, the big question mark with him was health. Could he stay healthy? Well, yeah, they're running him into the ground. The ground we, we, we've never run Alvin Kamara into the ground, n- n- giving him n- like 30, 35 carries. And they've used him so much, especially when Peyton was here, used him a lot as a receiver. So you right. got a lot of one-on-one situations. Uh, Ron, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. When we come back, LSU women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey will be on with us on Sports Talk right after this break. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detelier along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, uh, LSU women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey. Coach, thanks so much for joining us uh, tonight. And, Coach, uh, i got some coaches in my family, and, and they all bring this up about I, I like to put my team through the test. Uh, you know, I, I want to test them uh, and, and just see how well, once the competition gets a little bit stronger, you had two pretty good tests, Georgia, Texas A&M, 
and you know we know what's happening on Super Bowl Sunday. You you play the best of the best in South Carolina, but those two teams really tested your basketball team. Well, Tennessee, Tennessee too. Tennessee they, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we had a we had a busy week. Three games in seven days, and three hard games. Uh, I know people want to say, well, they weren't ranked. Listen, guys, rankings are overrated. That's someone's <laughs> opinion, okay? <laughs> Who decides if you're one or two? Now, think about it, Bobby. A bunch of sports writers, for right, Christ's right, sake. Right. Really? Right. So, I mean, it brings great recognition, but I can tell you Tennessee is one of the top 25 teams in the country. Their record doesn't reveal it because they've played too many, too, too, too many good teams you got to be careful to not overschedule. Georgia, that 1-2-2 matchup zone that she teaches, um, I, I still shake my head and think, gosh, if I have to play them again, I've got to do a better coaching job, and uh, we survived that. And then A&M's better today than they were when we first played them because yeah. they have three starters back or three top players back that were injured so they're getting better and you go on the road that could have been a trap game right after a tough uh you know georgia game and then we've got this week off to rest a little bit and uh, get ready for by far the best team in the country nobody can beat them uh but we're sure as heck gonna go and try to not embarrass ourselves play hard uh we're relevant now it's sold out eighteen thousand people in the arena and um heck it's it's going to be fun the pressure is not on us we're not supposed to be doing what we're doing but we're doing it and uh let's go see what happens now uh coach Welke, uh, when you look at it and i think uh, i like the time frame i think it's like one-ish uh when you're going to play south carolina and columbia so i think you're going to have a lot of viewership there uh you know considering where lsu's at and where the south carolina gamecocks but what makes south carolina so different then let's say the undefeated LSU Lady Tigers are like Connecticut or Stanford or Indiana. When you look at uh, who's considered, you talk about uh, where you rank, it doesn't really matter. But it seems like it's unanimous that South Carolina, everyone thinks that, uh, no, they're the best of the best. Is it their depth or or, uh, what is it that makes them uh, that almost people think that they by far above everyone to be number one? Let's start with they are the defending national champions, and they have everybody back with the exception of a couple of players. So that right there just tells you how much experience, how much confidence, how long they've played together. The second thing that is just (laughs) – you can't grow overnight, Bobby. They're (laughs) 6'5", 6'7". You know, I'm pretty decent size inside, but listen, the last time I had a 6'7 and 6'5", I had Kalani Brown out of Salmon High School in Slidell, and I had Lauren Cox out of Flower Mound High School in Texas, and we won the national championship. Size matters. Um, And that's the two things that stand out. And because of that size, it is going to be just a tremendous task to try to keep them off the boards. Uh, You know, they – teams go and play them tight and play them tough and keep it close, but they're just so um, good and and can bring in so many different combinations of players that they don't ever get rattled. And then you play it on their home court. Um, I just, I I really am excited to play them because that's, 
where we want to go as a program. That's that's what we're shooting for. And uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for us. And uh, I, I just know how good they are. And, uh, you know, it's going it's, to – I think it's a noon game here, maybe 1 o'clock Eastern time, their time. Uh, yep. And it's right before Super Bowl uh, Sunday. So maybe we'll get some of those casual uh, – Football fans right. that don't like women's sports just to flip over in between drinking beer and eating nachos. Well, right, to see the best of the best. Uh, I think if you're a sports fan, I don't care if it's male or female, you want to see the best of the best, and that's why I think, uh, Coach Mulkey, that fans will be tuned in. Now, uh, when you when you look at it, okay, it's like, uh, I don't know, you playing Goliath, uh, so to speak. David and Goliath. I mean, what do you do like with a pregame speech? Uh, do you say like, hey, look, man, all the pressure's on them. We've got to go out there and have fun because uh, it has to be like, hey, look, we can shock the world. I mean, uh, because it's not like, okay, uh, if South Carolina loses, like, oh, what happened? But uh, so what do you do like a pregame atmosphere? Because you've probably been in this situation, whether going back into your playing days at Louisiana Tech or – you know, with the Baylor Bears or whatever it might take. But to be in this type of game where it's kind of like, what? South Carolina is that good. Uh, is LSU, uh, I mean, they just hoping they can hang. So how do you give, like, pregame? Just play foot loose and fancy free or what? I think I give them a little bit of all of it, but I don't wait until pregame. <laughs> okay. I've got four or five days right now, and each day I say something different. And I'm going to let them know this is just one game. And if you can, for 40 minutes, just give everything you have, who knows what's going to happen. But right. I can tell you, if we, if we beat them, Bobby, we're going to shake their hands. We're not going to celebrate. Right. What, what does that mean if we beat them? It, it means you got a little leg up on the SEC championship. Right. If you lose, we're not going to be devastated. Uh, like you might have to play them again, right? Yeah, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> you'll see them somewhere down the line. Yeah, you'll be disappointed, but nonetheless, you you don't you don't overemphasize the importance of the game. Is it a big game? Sure, it's a big game, but it's not the most important game that we'll play this year. And I think you talk to them about uh, being the underdog. I think you talk to them about how many people have beaten the Goliath. I hell, I beat the Goliath when I was at Baylor and beat LSU in two thousand and five when they had Simone Augustus and they had. Sylvia Fowles and Tamika Johnson. So I can use a lot of examples, but I've also been on the other end of that where we were the Goliath and we were upset. And what what I tell you, Herm Edwards' famous quote, that's why you play the game. <laughs> yeah, that's why you play. Uh, between, I don't know, well, what do they say for basketball? You always know, say between the lines and all that. Uh, so, so what do you say? Like uh, you can have all the hype with the fans and all but what it would be like coach speaker or, or, or players talking, uh, it doesn't matter what everyone's saying and uh, who's taunting you or whatever. Is it uh, is between the lines? Is that goes for football or basketball or what? Well, I just think once that ball is tipped, I think you just see competitors get after it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, y'all in football, it's a game of inches. How many times have you yeah, heard that? Well, a game true. of inches. You know, in basketball, uh, you can say a lot of things, but I, I just believe that, man, we're going to have to defend. But more importantly than anything we have to do against South Carolina, we have got to battle on the boards. 
we have got to battle like crazy. And you got to box you know, out. <laughs> I, I called a timeout quickly in that Tennessee game. They got about four or five offensive rebounds right there in front of us. And I just said, oh, no, I've had enough of that. And I jumped up and called a quick timeout. Well, if Tennessee did that to us, can you imagine what South Carolina can potentially do to you on their court? So I'll get their attention on things like that. Well, well, Coach Bucky, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm saying because fundamentals, you're talking about boxing out. That starts whether you're a kid playing basketball, I don't care what level. Uh, can you box out your opponent? Uh, will you be maybe giving the officials the business if they're going over your back and you boxing them out or like, uh, come on, you got to call that. Or, how does that work? Well, no secondhand, cha- <laughs> no secondhand well, chances. We're 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 not gonna grow six seven and six five over <laughs> overnight. If y'all know of something, I can take them to go eat before you know Sunday that'll make us grow a few inches. Give me a call. But you got to do the little things. You got to not get buried deep defensively. You're not gonna block their shots. You gotta make sure you bring the bigs away from the basket. You're not gonna just post up on them. They're gonna block your shots. You have to be creative, but yet not change who you are. You're not gonna right. go create this offense in the next two or three days that that we haven't done for 23 basketball games. Uh, you're just going to do the best you can. You're going to make sure that uh, you don't let the crowd take you out of the game. Uh, just compete. And uh, I've been in, in these games many a time where tight games we've won, tight games we've lost, and, hell, I've been on the other end where we've been blown out before on national television, and that's not fun either. I know this. 18,000 fans, you can't get a ticket. They told me they're going for like $2,000 to try to get a ticket now. Whoa. That is good for LSU women's basketball. It's good for the SEC. Right. It's good for women's basketball. And uh, it'll make for uh, uh, just just somebody watch it. Flip it and go, hey, there's two Olympians coaching these teams. Hey, those two coaches have won quite a few national championships themselves. Hey, look at that Angel Reese. Look at Boston, the best player in the country. Hell, just turn it over to that channel for a little while before the Super Bowl starts. Coach, uh, I was talking to somebody today who's a men's uh, head basketball coach in the NCAA, and one of the things he was telling me, and Mikey said, you know, sometimes the hardest thing when you have some success is that you think you want to change your team, and you brought it up about you are who you are. Now, he says you can do maybe a little wrinkle here or there, but you are who you are. You're not going to change the dynamics of, of your team in basketball, and he said, now maybe you can run a, a certain couple of plays or a certain little wrinkle here and there to sort of take make advantage of a, maybe a mismatch you see. But the hardest thing he says sometimes in coaching in a game like this is you think you got to change up something, and you know what? You mess yourself up by doing it. It's called overcoaching. Yeah. We probably all right. have all played for coaches who think they're smarter than the guy on the other end. And at the end of the day, the players are the ones that win the ball games. The players are the ones who make plays. The players can be uh, told a few things in a timeout. We can tweak some stuff the next two or three days. We can run some, some quick hitters, all those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, they're out there, and they're just going to go compete. Who's going to get to the 50-50 balls? Who's going to get that one extra rebound? Who's going to push it up the floor? It's, it's not complicated. Uh, coaches really in a game of this magnitude, I'm telling you, coaches probably will have zero to do with the outcome. 
Now, each coach will have some little something that we will do that may help our teams during the course of the game. But at the end of it, buddy, and that's in any sport, players go make plays. Yeah, I always said, uh, look, uh, players make great coaches. I think if you're a coach and you're honest, now you got to point them in the right direction. I mean, it's proven. I think Tom Brady uh, put Bill Belichick on the map. I, put, I played Bill Belichick when he was with the Browns. Nobody, Bill Belichick, they ran him out of town in Cleveland. Okay, Here's Bill Belichick. Oh, so look, wait, look wait, 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 let me finish this. Let me finish this. Because all of a sudden, you look at Sean Payton. What he's going to do now in Denver? I think Drew Brees and with Sean Payton, but I, I look at what happened with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Listen, I think great players make coaches even better than maybe uh, the perception. And nothing against you, Coach Malka, any coach. But I think as a coach, you got to point a great player in the right direction. That's a that's a skill set that you have to have. But you could be the greatest coach. And look, look where the Patriots have been lately. I mean, if you don't have the players, it doesn't matter if you know what the hell you're doing. Bob, I think one of the I, things that I, look listen. on Super Bowl Sunday, and we all think the world of Andy Reid as right. a coach. And, and he, he led his team to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. They didn't win it. And then he has Alex Smith, okay, in Kansas City. He's been to three out of the last four Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. And people say, oh, Andy Reid made Patrick Mahomes. Well, I can flip it. Patrick Mahomes made Andy Reid a better coach. Come on. That's just common sense. Hey, to me it goes hand in hand. You could do a certain percentage and all that. But, uh, uh, Coach Morgan, I I know you know, uh, great players – can make great coaches if the coach knows what the hell they're doing. Listen, y'all have said a, a mouthful, and I agree. <laughs> listen, listen to what I'm telling you. I have played from as a player for some of the sorriest coaches, <laughs> and we won championships. And that's not talking about in high school or in college. I'm talking about international, and I'm like, oh, my Lord, you know. So, yes, talent matters. Great players make coaches look good. But I do believe the leadership of a coach, understanding the strengths and weaknesses of what you have in that talent and making damn sure you run the right stuff. Without a doubt. To to let that that athlete or, or that quarterback or whoever excel. And that is why you say it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Coaching does matter. Yes. You can think of this. Think of the most talented teams, guys, that never win championships. You're going to always go back and point at the coach. Right, first. without yeah. a doubt. Okay. Without true. a doubt that they don't have the right You're direction with the coach. You're going to always point at the coach and say, dang, if they had a coach, man, that would be running different things. I agree with that, too. But you can't – I, I really want to say something, but I'm not going to say it on the air because my mama used to say it. Baby, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken, and then I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. You. You're right. I agree with that. You don't have a donkey running in the Kentucky, Kentucky. Derby. No, no. you yeah. you got a thoroughbred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. But, now, now uh, Coach Morgan, uh what about this? Because, you know, everyone knows your background and the history of what you've accomplished. And they said, uh, Texas, uh, this is uh, – from you see ninety five fifty eight, could you ask Coach Malky if her team would play Baylor in the future? Maybe a game in Waco and then one in Baton Rouge. I mean, I, well, I think let me answer that. Okay. I've been asked if I would go back to Louisiana Tech and play, and the answer is no. And here's why: 
I put too much heart, blood, sweat, and tears into hanging those banners in the Thomas Assembly Center, and I don't ever take any pleasure of going back there and beating a team or a program. They may be, beat me, but that that just it's too emotional, and that would be the same way gotcha. that I would answer about the Baylor deal. Um, when you spend 19 years of your life in Ruston, Louisiana, and you build that program, I I can't do it. When you spend 21 years of your life in Waco, Texas, in the Farrell Center, can't do it. Now, a lot of people would probably say, well, that's chicken crap. No, I'm sorry. That is my loyalty. That is my love for those institutions. And I know what it took at each institution to build those programs, and I'm not going to do it. I didn't take pleasure in beating Pat Summit in her last game. Right. Her last game she ever coached, I went to that press conference, and you didn't, I said, my gosh, we won the game. We're going to the final. I have no pleasure in sitting here knowing that's her last game to ever coach. I have those kind of feelings, and I'm very, very protective of them. Well, that's awesome, Coach uh, Malkin. That means you're real, and that's why we love you. Uh, because, Coach, uh, hey, that, listen, you couldn't have said it that, any that, better. No, no, really that, couldn't that, have. That is an honest opinion. And that is uh, showing the emotions of being a human being and all what you've experienced. I mean, uh, you couldn't have said it better. Well, you don't spend your whole life uh, living out of a suitcase. I never did. I have, I have packed my suitcase when I was 18 years old to go to North Louisiana, and I spent 19 years there. Then I packed my suitcase again and spent 21 years in Waco, Texas. Nope. It wasn't just a job to me. I was invested in those places. I never thought I would leave those places. And so the answer is no. I will never go back to either one because it's too uh, emotional. Um, it's, there's too much in my heart for those places. Kim, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. i, I got to be honest with you. I've done this over 30 years. You would be on my Mount Rushmore for guest we've ever had on here no, on WWF Radio. Real. No, because real. you're a real person. People no. relate to that. Bobby always has this comment about you can't fake the funk. Yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, she keeps it you, real. You, and, uh, yeah. come on. you got it, guys. Well, listen, y'all have a good evening and turn your TV on Sunday. I will. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate it. That was Kim Mulkey, the women's head basketball coach at LSU and then Sunday, right before Super Bowl Sunday. Number three versus number one. One and three play. LSU and South Carolina, the two teams undefeated in the women's college basketball. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. We're going to go to James in New Orleans. James in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey guys, uh, you know one thing I I was surprised to learn, Philly, uh, and I'm get, I'm getting to car in a minute. Philly, uh, they got alignment over like everybody ranks in the 70s in that PFL for whatever that's called. They got alignment over there, offensive lineman that hasn't had a, given up a sack in two years. So I'm saying this to say like, I think the the two of you had had Deuce on a, what uh, about two weeks ago, a week ago or so, a week and a half, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the thing was, why 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 are we giving? You know, this is a tough business. Why are we giving the Raiders anything if 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 Carr is gonna, you know, I don't I like Carr, but I don't love him. So if he, if you gonna why give up anything if if if, if the deadline comes and he signs, what is fine? 
But why give something up for him? Like, we, we need all the picks we can well, get. Well, well, well. The, 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 only thing, the only thing, James, why they would give up something for him. Because it might cost you even more if he well, becomes a free well, yeah, agent. Yeah, and all of a sudden, uh, the, Jet, the Jets want him. Carolina wants him. Where if you offer trade, then uh, then you have. Now I wouldn't give up a lot to get him now, but but I can understand why you would want an end if you've made up your mind that Derek Carr's your guy. I want to assure myself of that because you know what happens, James. He becomes a free agent on February fifteenth. I don't know what another team will offer him financially. Well, uh, again, James, supply and demand, I'm kind of maybe in your camp. Uh, the trade to acquire Carr would mean acquiring his three-year contract because if you trade for him, and you might say, uh, I want to renegotiate that, but what if he says uh, his camp, I don't want to renegotiate that. His extension is $121.5 Over three years? Yeah, three years and $40 million guaranteed. See, the $40 million guaranteed, I could spread out that for a period of time. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, but, man, um, that is a pretty rich contract now so, uh, if you decide to take it. Now, I know you can renegotiate it and, and work things. Kai Harley's done uh, contracts that's much more complicated than that. But the thing about being put on the open market is – no, you have what competition. I yeah, what I don't know is what someone else will offer. Because you know what? Teams will get desperate. And I, I talked to Bobby about this. this. Okay, when you're looking for a house or looking for a car, you know what's the worst time to buy one? When you're desperate. Because you're willing to overpay. Well, if I'm Derek Carr and I'm confident in my ability, I'm telling you right now, and you might think this is blasphemy, if I'm a member of Finally Fought Who That Nation. A uh, better young roster. Who has a better young roster or overall roster? The Saints or the Jets? I'm telling you, the next quarterback with the Jets, and then you have success, ultimate success with the Jets. It's like the second coming of Joe Namath. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers, if it's Derek Carr, who whatever. If you have success with the Jets in New York, oh, my God, they might build a statue of you. And then you can get paid. Well, that's and why I got to... an agent. You had one right. that, that was very good. And, man, he really helped you out in that contractual situation. Right. But that's why they earned that 3% or 4%. They know the landscape of the NFL on maybe what some team might offer me. To me, Carolina, the Saints, Saints, Carolina, that's the same animal. But the New York the, but Jets, the Jets are that, different. That's a, that, that's a different animal. I'm telling. Because you. also, to the money you can make away from the game. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you can make a ton of money there, without, without a doubt. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy. We're finishing up here on sports talk on the Big Eight Seventy in the six o'clock hour. And at seven o'clock, at seven twenty, and go to show your life takes a lot of different turns for different people. A few years back, um, this young lady was with us on Sports on the Bayou on HTV TV. And uh, she had finished college and was looking for a job, and she started at HTV out in Homa and got her a job at KPEL uh, out in Lafayette. She's doing the morning show now. And Sylvia Masters, Saturday, um, she won Miss Louisiana. And so, and Bob, we worked with her for a couple years. She was co-host with me. She worked sort of the audience and that sort of thing. So Sylvia will come on with us and talk about her adventure and and, and winning Miss Louisiana. And uh, goodness gracious, it goes to show you, man, your life takes you a lot of different turns. And and for her, it's a life-changing event being Miss Louisiana. 
Well, uh, Mike, looking at the Pels right now, uh, they started the tip-off at uh, 6.30. Uh, the Pels got off to a great start, uh, but looks like it's going back and forth 23-20. to 20. It looks they're up. Uh, you know, they're, they're still up. But, uh, you know, they, they got to win this kind of game because you're playing at home. Uh, you got to take care of home court. And uh, to me, uh, Trey Murphy. And, and I mean, he's been unbelievable as of late, shooting 40% uh, from three-point land and five-and-a-half attempts. I don't know. He needs to have maybe eight-and-a-half attempts if you're shooting 40%. And all I know is, is this. Watch what Trey Murphy does. The Pelicans are 18-13 and 13 in games when he makes multiple threes and when he hits one or fewer from the three-point uh, line their record is 714. So yeah, I'll, those I'll, numbers don't, don't uh, add and, up and, exactly. And so right? I'm going to look at Trey Murphy, what he's done with all said and done. Whether well, they come Charlie, on top with Charlie the Hawks. didn't you have a number with the Hawks on playing at home in a way? Yeah, so the Hawks are the perfectly even team. They're 27 and 27 overall. They're like at the same exact 500 at home, 500 on the road. <laughs> uh, no, it was what they were. Is they're 500 um, against the Western Conference, 500 against the Eastern Conference, and they've scored the same amount of points as they've given up all season long. It's yeah, crazy. It's not like the Vikings uh, who score 423 points and give 427. And they win 13 damn games. Yeah, yeah. NFL, that, that's that's about as crazy so a stat it's like a as 50, you'll see. A 50-50 proposition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.